looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from Pastor Mike Murdoch, and he said, The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. And I love this. I usually get to see people that I coach maybe three to five hours every week. Three to five hours out of the whole week. Now, there's 168 hours in a week. So these people are living their lives without a coach for 160 plus hours every single week. These people come to me and they ask, what can I do to help improve my health, fitness, aesthetics, wellness? And then I ask, what, what are they doing with, the, with their lives the other hours that I don't see them? What are they doing during these other 160 plus hours of the week when not training with me? And then they tell me, they say something like, I try to eat healthy and I try to sleep well and I try to move, but what they're doing just isn't working. Obviously, they're coming to me and asking me, what more can I do? And here's the cold, hard truth. No sugarcoating, just flat out blunt. The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Every single tiny habit that you have, every choice that you make, every thought and action that happened to you, every single one of these things added up over time, compounded, get you to where you are right now. Small things, things that may seem insignificant, 
like being tired after work and then deciding after after work instead of dedicating some time for personal growth by either reading a book or listening to a podcast or working out or or studying for something that you'd like to learn instead of dedicating some time for personal growth we decide that we're too tired to too tired today and we're just going to sit down and decompress and watch a few hours of Netflix and maybe just have a glass of wine that maybe turns into two or three glasses of wine because we worked hard today and we earned it. And that's not to say that this is bad or this is wrong or this is lazy or any of that. I've done this before. It's simply just the decision that we have made for ourselves. But over time, all of these decisions are adding up. The decision adds up to get us to where we are right now. Some people ask me, I heard from an expert that I have to get up early and I have to go to bed early and I have to work out at 5 a.m. and I have to do these 10 things on my to-do list and I have to get them all done by 9 a.m. Well, in my opinion, that's wrong. Some people do have success that way, but then some people sleep in. Some people stay up late. Some very, very successful people do not follow that plan. You can attain your goals without having to wake up at 5 a.m. However, what are you doing during your waking hours when you are awake? You have the same 24 hours in the day as the most successful person in the world. Think about that. You have the same 24 hours in a day as the most busy, high-performing people in this world. It's what you do with those waking hours that matters. We must create small habits that just become automatic. We must look at the things that we decide to do every minute little detail of the day. And are those things getting us closer to where we want to be? Or are we taking the easy way out? And are we doing that the majority of the time? Will this decision, this action, this habit, will it compound into something great? Or is it doing what we've always done, which will get us exactly where we are right now? The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routines. Your actions, your thoughts, your mindset, and your relationships. Take a look at all these items very closely. You are the sum of all of those thoughts and choices that you've ever made. And if you're not where you want to be in your fitness, health, and wellness journey, you got to take a real unbiased look at what you do. I mean, being busy is unavoidable. We all have it. We have the jobs, we have the family, we have the responsibilities, some of us more than others, but that can't be our excuse because if that's our excuse, it'll get us right where we are right now. And if that's not where you want to be, we can't make that excuse. Attaining where you want to be with your aesthetics and your fitness, it's really freaking hard. I mean, if it was easy, we'd all be on the cover of magazines. So look at your daily routine. Look at every small factor of your day. And start to make small little changes that take you closer to where you want to be and take away the things that are slowly getting you further from that goal. It's not going to be one huge thing that changes your life. It's not going to be one monumental event that course corrects your path to success. Friends, it's in the small, tiny, sometimes seemingly insignificant actions, which over time, build up this huge mountain of success. Sometimes it just takes one grain of sand at a time to make this mountain. It takes a realistic vision of how long it's going to take to build this mountain. Most people worry about how long it's going to take. They worry, oh my gosh, that seems like it's going to take forever. Why would I even do this? Well, winners 
Don't worry about how long it's going to take. Winners just keep getting going until it gets done. And it's going to take a positive mindset that most of us lose when our motivation fades and when our happiness level starts to fall. So this week, to help us a little bit when our mindset starts to struggle, when when it comes to our daily routines and when we start to lose that motivation, that happiness, our weekly focus is going to be to access the power and connection between smell and memory. So this week, when we when we start to struggle, when when the times start to come where we start to struggle, when those small positive daily routine habits seem like they're just getting us nowhere, and when it feels like it's just so much much less hassle to take the easy route and just fall into our normal daily grind of waking up, going to work, coming home, decompressing, and doing it all over again. It's inevitable that your motivation is going to fade. Your happiness, your drive, it's going to diminish. So when those times during the week that your joy and success and motivation are at an all-time high and you feel on top of the world, when those times come, how can we how can we take a way of bottling that, that feeling, bottling up that feeling and using it when we, when we need to summon it back to our lives the most? This week, we're going to attempt to do that with the power of smell and memory and the connection that they have. Can you think of a time where you randomly caught a smell of something and you hadn't smelled it in years and somehow that scent immediately takes you back to a time in your past that, that you hadn't even remembered or, or rarely thought about this moment? Well, you just experience what is known as odor-evoked autobiographical memory. Odor-evoked autobiographical memory. But simply put, that smell, it just made you remember something from your past. And it happened because of the way that that smell and memories are hardwired into your brain. Now, lots of different cues like sights and sounds or even someone describing something or telling a story unrelated to your story, they can trigger memories in you. But memories linked to smells are often stronger and more vivid. Do we know why? Well, studies have shown that they tend to be memories that are even early in your life and and before you were 10 years old. Weird, right? Because most adults usually experience what's called a reminiscence bump where they don't remember much from their adolescence. But smells are really good at bringing those memories back. Cookies of when your grandma used to cook. When you used to go play out in the field with your friends and that smell of just of, of grass and flowers, these memories tend to be perceptual rather than conceptual. So you're going to remember a particular sensation rather than a bunch of facts about what happened. Researchers have come up with some of these theories as to why, why memories triggered by smells are so odd. There's a big difference between how your body handles sights, sound, taste and touch and the way it processes smells those other senses are routed through the thalamus the part of the brain that sends them off into the appropriate processing centers but smells actually bypass all of those processes once they're detected by the receptors in your nose the signal heads straight to your olfactory bulb which is the smell analyzing region of your brain and that is attached to the amygdala and the hippocampus Those are parts of the brain that help handle memory and emotion. In 2013, a group of European psychologists tested this whole phenomenon using functional magnetic resonance imaging. Functional magnetic resonance imaging. First, they presented subjects with 20 different strong odors. 
things like garlic, whiskey, leather. And then for each person, they had identified the two different uh, odors that elicited the oldest positive memories for these participants. Then it was time to scan their brains. Each of the subjects was presented with their two experimental smells and then plus two generic control smells, which were flowers and citrus. The researchers found that both types of triggers tended to activate the region of the brain associated with memory. The smells were strongly connected to the emotional processing centers, and some of the participants associated the smells from before they were 10. Depending on which time frame the memories fell into, their brains tended to use different regions to recall them. Very interesting, right? So can you use your nose's power to help you remember things that are coming up in your next big meeting or your next exam? Well, no, probably not. Smells tend to evoke early memories of events and not concepts. So that's what we're going to do this week. This week, when you experience joy, happiness, euphoria, any of those types of nice, awesome, positive emotions that you wish you could bottle up, stop and notice the smells around you. Do you smell the ocean, the grass, the trees, the home cooking, whatever aroma you can find in the moment. Or I've even seen some people and heard of some people pulling out a special essential oil that they can use for such an occasion. So they start to feel super happy and you get to one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, why am I so happy right now? This is awesome. Life is good. They pull out a certain essential oil and they'll use that. They'll give themselves that smell and they'll create this connection between the smell of the essential oil and the emotion that they're feeling in that moment. The goal is to create a connection with that specific smell and your nice experience. And then when you feel like you're struggling this week or you're feeling down, the idea is to conjure up that smell to bring you back to your happy place. Give it a shot. Let's see if you feel any different. Please let me know if you feel any difference or if it has worked for you. Moving on to this week's physical activity tip. This week, we're going to move and we're going to increase our movement by every time we get on the phone this week. Every single time we are walking even if it's in circles around your office desk. We're gonna do this every single phone call that we have unless it's absolutely mandatory for you to be sedentary and sit. You can get about a thousand more steps toward your daily step total just by walking for 10 minutes. If you walk for 10 minutes at three and a half to four and a half miles per hour, which is kind of like a, a nice brisk walk, it's nothing too crazy. You're not gonna sweat most likely. It's like, I'm kind of in a hurry to be somewhere. I'm gonna go into a nice brisk walk. A thousand more steps in 10 minutes. It's so important to have an awareness of how much you actually move each day. You are going to be shocked most likely at how little the average person or yourself moves on a daily basis if you do not actually track what you're doing right now. So my challenge to everyone is obviously to hit 12,000 steps or more a day, which is so tough, super lofty goal when some of us are only getting around two to 3,000 steps a day. So it's the long-term goal. Your first goal is to figure out how much you move, maybe buy a cheap step counter, something that you can put on your body. It doesn't just not your phone because you don't always have your phone and your phone's not always as consistent as we want it to be. Just see what your average baseline is during week one and then increase your average steps by 500 each week, 500. You could do that in a five minute walk. Walking during your phone calls is a huge hack to help you get there. Once you get to 12,000 steps on average, you've hit the pinnacle, well, at least the pinnacle of American movement. Not saying, I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever go any higher, 
But once you get to 12,000, you'll notice a lot of things changing in your life for overall health, even immune function response, your energy, and your positive attitudes. Movement is life. You must prioritize and you must challenge yourself to deny all of those easy access options that our advanced technology and lifestyles offer. Next up is this week's nutrition tip. Keep the size of your stomach in mind. Slow down and listen to your stomach and not your brain. Your stomach is about the size of your two fists combined. If you take your fist out in front of you and then connect your fists together, that's about the size of your stomach with a large stretch potential, of course. So visualize the food that you're about to consume. Will it fit into that size of an object? Have an awareness and control your portion sizes and realize that it takes about 15 to 20 minutes after you eat for your stomach to tell your brain that you're full. So if you can visualize, maybe you can help yourself just a little bit, take away some of that 10, 15 to 20 minute time frame. Just eat until you're about 80% full and see that if that feeling matches the size of what you predict that your stomach is going to be. Moving on, and lastly, our recommendation for the week is to listen to an episode of the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast. Get ready to put your science hat on, friends. This podcast is called 16 Reasons Why You're Not Losing Fat and How to Lose Weight the Right Way. Episode number 1059, released June 8th, 2019. Ben is one of the world's most well-known biohackers, and he's got one of the most tenured health podcasts in the game. He gets very scientific in this episode, as, as he usually does. So you may want to listen, listen to this while, while taking notes, and probably you'll have to listen to it a couple of times. Either way, he's got such great information in this episode, I highly recommend you checking it out. The Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast, 16 Reasons Why You're Not Losing Fat and How to Lose Weight the Right Way. I'll make sure that I include the link to this episode in the show notes of this mini-sode. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Mini-Sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you access the power of smell to help bring you back to your happy place or when you walk and talk during those phone calls. Post a video of you controlling your portion sizes and having an awareness of your food intake. And make sure that you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help our Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I'm going to be here right with you, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.